You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Monday, June the 20th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thank you for tuning in today each and every day. Monday to Friday on the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Again, I am Lucas Smith. This episode particular is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more prop size and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Happy Monday, everybody. Despite a lackluster weekend in Boston, it was an exciting weekend in Boston. Lackluster only in terms of results, as the Cardinals do drop two out of three. And whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcasting platforms, thanks for tuning in on this Monday. And it's a, it's a series that they're just going to have to flush. It, 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 there, there's no question about that because of how difficult this upcoming series is with the Brewers. So I'll talk about the Brewers series coming up in a little bit. We're kind of going to go back and forth. I'm going to start with the problems with the bullpen. So kind of talking about this Boston series. Then I want to talk about the Brewers series upcoming preview that talk about the importance of that and then in the third segment I'll go a little bit more in depth on other aspects of the weekend against Boston I'll talk about Waka Wainwright I'll talk about some offensive performances Andre Palante who deserves a shout out so little things in segment number three but I want to start first and foremost with the bullpen concerns right now for the St. Louis Cardinals and I don't really think that there is any other way to put it other than there is a concern right now for this Cardinal bullpen and I am somebody that, that has been positive overall on this pitching staff. I've been maybe a little lenient on the results so far. But the time for leniency, the time for lackluster, oh, it's okay, they'll figure it out, is starting to draw to an end. And I don't mean to just completely flip my viewpoint because last week I was talking about to being patient with this team. And overall, with the starting rotation, patience is key. I think Flaherty is going to be fine. Michaelis continues to be strong. Starting rotation is going to figure it out, and it has been arguably pretty strong. The offense, we saw the capability both to explode for runs, like we saw on Saturday, as well as come back in games that they were out of on Friday and Sunday, getting the tying run to at least on base or at the plate. They're uh, on, on the bases or at the plate, so you had good things there. Patience there is key. This bullpen, it might be harsh to say my patience has run out, but there is a pretty good argument for that when you look at this this bullpen for the Cardinals. Because Giovanna Gallegos, 292 ERA, 24 and two-thirds in innings pitched, 134 ERA plus. That's phenomenal. Genesis Cabrera, 220 ERA in 23 games, 28 and two-thirds of an inning, 178 ERA plus. And I was I double-checked this like three times to make sure I'm reading this right. Ryan Helsley in 25 innings pitched, 21 games this year. A .36 ERA. That's not the unbelievable part. The unbelievable part is that his ERA plus is 1,088. Just for the record, average ERA plus, 100. Just throwing that out there. That is how good Ryan Helsley has been. Even if that's a typo, it's going to be extremely phenomenal uh, for what his actual ERA plus is. But you look at the rest of this bullpen. Okay, You see Drew Verhagen. Four, and this is as of... Sunday night, so I don't believe this uh, on BaseballReference.com. So this should be through, it it says it was updated June 19th, 5.05 p.m. I'm recording this Sunday night, so these should be the updated stats. But we're looking at Drew Verhagen, 
for his, you know, going down the bullpen. First up, Drew Verhagen. 4-9-1 ERA in 18 and a third innings. Pitched ERA plus at 80. TJ McFarland in 26 and two-thirds of an inning. 24 games. 7-4-3 ERA. ERA plus 53. Nick Whitgren, who actually turned in a couple of solid or a couple of scoreless outings earlier in the weekend. In 25 innings, pitched 5-40 ERA. 73 ERA plus. Look at some other guys that have spent time in the Cardinal bullpen that are not there currently. Uh, Packing Norton in nine games, 540 ERA. He also has had a couple starts, ERA plus at 74. Cody Whitley, who I'm high on. I think he could maybe be somebody a career trajectory like Helsley. Has the stuff, needs to figure it out. Not good this year in 12 and two-thirds of an inning. A 5-6-8 ERA, ERA plus 70. Junior Fernandez only pitched a couple innings. You had Jake Walsh pitch two and two-thirds of an inning, give up four earned runs. Not a lot of solid options outside of the big three. And this was the theme that I thought was fixed. This was a theme last year. You had the big three, Reyes, Cabrera, Gallegos. Those were the three guys that you could rely on. We saw it start to waver about this time last year when they were just overused. And the Cardinals have been very cognizant as to not overuse guys this year, especially Ryan Helsley. I mean, I already mentioned it. Look look at those those three guys Gallegos has 24 and two-thirds of an inning. Cabrera has 28 and two-thirds. And Helsley has 25 innings. They are so cognizant as to not overuse them. TJ McFarland has more innings than Ryan Helsley. Nick Wickren has the same amount of innings as Ryan Helsley. They're only using Helsley when they need to. And Helsley has stepped up to the challenge, but you need other guys to step up outside of those big three. That is plain and simple. That is a problem for this team. And arguably, I don't want to say only problem because every team has more than one hole, but it is the largest problem that's holding them back right now is the lack of bullpen depth. Plain and simple, cut and dry. Again, I'm not usually one to just be black and white. This is how it is, but this is pretty much how it is. And going forward, uh, according to Katie Wu, uh, tweeted out a quote from Oliver Marmali talking about the bullpen and said, quote, it needs to get better. I've said it before, continue to say it. I'm not using Geo down to. Geo is here to pitch when we're even and ahead. Helsley here to pitch in high-level situations, not down to. Katie Wu quote tweeted this and said, I added a quote, we need a right-hander to get, to get outs in the middle innings, end quote. So, what's going to change going forward? Well, according to Katie Wu, Oliver, Oliver Mormal has said Johan Oviedo is going to take over Drew Verhagen's role, and Zach Thompson will do the same with TJ McFarland. Zach Thompson is one that I am pleased with that decision. Pitched four innings on Saturday night, and so far Zach Thompson has impressed uh, early on in his career. Just three games, one start, 12 innings, ERA sits at 450, ERA plus a little bit below, uh, average at 89, but when he was a reliever, he has been phenomenal. The one start, he was so-so, gave up a couple uh, big home runs, but that's a solid option. Johan Oviedo, that one is a little less exciting for me. Uh, he's got a 409 ERA and 11 innings pitch this year, ERA plus at 98, so you think maybe he can find things back on track. At the end of the day, until a move is made externally, you're going to have to do with what you're given. And if Marmont wants to make these changes, that is him being proactive and not just being insane and trying the same thing over and over again. It's the definition of insanity. Trying the same thing, expecting different results. And the Cardinals lost two out of three today because of two very similar recipes. Starter pitches pretty well. 
bullpen gives up big innings late. On Sunday, Andre Pallante goes five and two-thirds, gets charged with two earned runs, struck out four. He was really, really good. Hennessy Cabrera came in with two inherited runners, and neither one of them scored. Drew Verhagen came in with two inherited runners for Cabrera. Neither one of them scored, but Drew Verhagen gives up the big three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to Christian Vasquez. Backbreaking. You're down two. You think you got a chance in the ninth inning, and now you're down five. One Yepes hits a three-run home run. Obviously, if it's a two-run game, things are different. Who knows? But just at the surface level, that three-run in the bottom of the eighth inning killed this game. Similar, as I mentioned, the similar recipe was applied on Friday night. Again, not to the Cardinals' strategy, but a similar lesson, a similar strategy in the sense that the Cardinals were able to come back. The, the starter pitched really well. Tried to find the box score here. Beg your pardon. Uh, got things, different things pulled up. Yeah, so beg your pardon there. Pitcher pitches pretty well. Starting pitcher this time on Adam Wainwright as he is at uh, Wainwright versus Walker. He goes six and a third, gets charged with four earned runs as McFarland gave up an inherited runner to score. He is not able to register an out. He gave up three runs in the bottom of the seventh inning. Team comes back with a four-run top of the ninth. How big were those three runs at the bottom of the seventh? Huge. And again, those runs were charged to Wainwright, but the bullpen gave those up. This bullpen needs a change. Whether so far the change is we're gonna we're gonna try new guys. And at the at at this point, that is at least something. But looking to this week against the Brewers. They've got a pretty good bullpen, in case you didn't notice. Pretty good pitching. Starters, relievers, all of it. That's why the Brewers are still in this thing. The Cardinals are still in this thing because of their offense, which has been better than what most people think. And their starting pitching has has impressed more than I thought it was going to with the injuries that have happened. But this team needs a bullpen revamp. You need right-handed. And hopefully when, when Mats comes back, you're able to move Palante to the bullpen, even though Palante has done good things as a starter. But Palante's not going down to the major leagues, or the minor leagues, excuse me. That 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 cannot happen. You can't say, oh, we want to keep Palante a starter, so we need him in Memphis. No. You shorten him back up, you put him in the bullpen. The bullpen needs an Andre Palante. More than the starting rotation needs him right now. And I'll, st- I'll, I'll defend that. This week's series is very, very important against the Milwaukee Brewers. And the good thing is about this weekend, Hennessy Cabrera was used for an inning today. Gallegos wasn't used. Helsley wasn't used. Those two guys are going to be rested if the Cardinals are able to get a lead or at least have a game be tied late in the game. That is the good thing going forward. Let's talk about that Milwaukee Brewers series. Bullpen is going to be rested. At least the two high-leverage guys, Cabrera, likely available Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. That's a positive. And with based on the track record of Miles Michaelis, the starter on Monday, you won't even need a reliever. <laughs> so we'll talk about the Brewers series and the importance of it because it is awfully important coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell everybody about Athletic Greens, AG1. This stuff is incredible. You just put one scoop of AG1 in your water every day. 
And with that one scoop, you're going to be absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It's incredibly healthy, lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it is healthy for you. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it also won't break the bank. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's cheaper than getting all these supplements yourself. You are investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. That is the athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cardinals and Brewers this week cannot stress the importance of this series. Yes, it's only June. I understand that. But the Cardinals this season have already played the Brewers eight times. They're 4-4. Four and four. They've split both four-game sets. Third series of the season. They lost 5-1. to one. They won 10-2. to two, Won 2-1. Two to one, Lost 6-5. to five. So run differential is great. However, you still only get a split. Second time they played was in the month of May, late in the month of May. He lost the first one 4-3, to three, a Wainwright start. Wainwright has lost both of his starts against the Brewers and hasn't pitched terribly in either one of them. You win the middle two, you win 4-2, to two, you win 8-3, to three, and then you lose 8-0 on the Michaelis start. That was one of Michaelis's worst starts. And now you have the Milwaukee Brewers here at Milwaukee. All evening games until Thursday. You get an afternoon game Thursday. The next time the Cardinals play Milwaukee, again, is the only team that the Cardinals are currently chasing right now, is at St. Louis in August. So this is really the time to separate yourself if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. This is the time. Yes, every divisional game is important. The Cardinals have those coming up. they got the Cubs. They're going to play division games, obviously. But you've got to take advantage of of the games against the team that you're chasing or you're competing with at the top. And right now, the NL Central is a two-horse race. St. Louis and Milwaukee both ended the day on Sunday at 38-30. and 30. They are tied for first place in the win-loss column, the winning percentage column. Cardinals are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've lost one, obviously. Milwaukee's 5-5, five and five, but they're on a three-game winning streak. Milwaukee is 15 and 12 at home. The Cardinals are an even 17 and 17 on the road. The Brewers against teams above 500, 13 and 18. The Cardinals, 15 and 18. Cardinals with a couple more games against teams above 500. This is the most important series to date, and the Cardinals need to separate themselves. And it's not going to be easy. Do you know why it's not going to be easy? Because the Cardinals have on game one. Yes, you've got. Miles Michaelis going for you. That's that's a good thing. You got to feel pretty good about Michaelis going for for your squad. 
and you're going to be facing Corbin Burns. That is never a draw you want to get. No matter who you have on the mound for yourself or your team, Corbin Burns is going to be the better option. And it's going to be a tall task against Burns. It always is. You know, the, the Reds were able to miss Burns in his uh, in the series over the weekend. But Burns' his last three starts, he had a bad start against San Diego, a short start against the Philadelphia Phillies. Last time against the Mets, six innings, five hits, a couple earned. He punched out eight, did not walk a batter. Corbin Burns is a Cy Young favorite. There's a really good argument that he is the Cy Young to date. Game one is a tall task already out of the out of the gate. Game one is a, is a tall task for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't mean to be Mister Doom and Gloom, you know, just be completely negative, but it's just stating the fact that Corbin Burns is really, really good. And he, the Cardinals were able to miss him in that first series, but in the next series in May, on the 29th of May, he goes seven shutout innings, gives up two hits, walks a batter, strikes out 11. So the track record against Corbin Burns is also not very good. So not to chalk it up to an automatic loss, and the only reason I'm not chalking it up as an automatic loss, to be honest with you, is because of Miles Michaelis on the mound. These are Miles Michaelis' last three starts. Okay, Five innings, eight hits, four and three walks, four punch outs against the Cubs. He gutted through it, got the win. That was a tough start, but he got through it. Against the Rays, eight innings, three hits, two earned, no walks, nine strikeouts. That was a complete game. Last time out against the Pirates, eight and two-thirds, one hit, a walk, and six strikeouts. He is on a roll right now. Started against Milwaukee on the April 15th. Good track record here as well. He was accredited to win this game. He went six and two-thirds, gave up an earned run on three hits, walked a batter, and struck out seven. His other start against Milwaukee was his worst start of the year, as I mentioned earlier. He goes five and two-thirds, nine hits. He was credited with six earned runs, gave up two home runs in that start, walked a batter, and struck out six. So one good, one bad for Michaelis. But with Michaelis' role that he is on, again, that is why this is not <laughs> an automatic loss for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to need to try and get a lead early, get Burns early, and I assume it's going to be a rocking crowd in Milwaukee this week. I don't know why it wouldn't be. And you've got the Cardinals in town. It's, it's going to be a tough series for the Cardinals. You've got Michaelis and Burns on Game 1 on Monday night. And then on Tuesday... I'll, all the, this is another 7-10 start. Tuesday, Flaherty makes his return against uh, Aaron Ashby, the lefty uh, prospect. For, I don't know if he's still currently a prospect, but at one time was one of the top prospects in the Brewers system. Flaherty's going to be on a 75-pitch count limit for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, according to Katie Wu. Hopefully that the third time out, he will have no limitations. So uh, likely we'll see Johan Oviedo back up Flaherty, just like we did in, uh, in his first start against Pittsburgh. I mentioned it to be patient with Flaherty. Somebody commented... Uh, on YouTube that uh, obviously we should be patient with him only a, no, I forget what the actual comment was but that nobody should actually be giving up on him love the agreement this is a big test for Flaherty not to say that the, the Brewers are some offensive juggernaut but if, if you thought that a Wednesday night game when the series was already clinched against Pittsburgh was high leverage how about a you know it's Tuesday night so that doesn't really make much of a difference but against the team that you are currently tied in the division with you likely will either you're either going to be one game ahead or one game back of them when this game happens as well. This is going to be a one of the more higher leverages that you can get for a middle of the June start. Looking at numbers against Flaherty with the Brewers, not a lot of at bats as you might expect. 
Only two players with more than 10 at-bats against Flaherty. Omar, Omar Nevarez is hitting 250 and 12 at-bats with a home run and 12 or, or 4 RBIs. And Christian Yelich is 286 and 28 at-bats. He does have two home runs and three runs batted in. Uh, Keston Huria has seven at-bats, has a home run in, in those seven at-bats. So a little bit of success against Flaherty. Look for him to be Flaherty. That, that's all I'm looking for. Establish the fastball in the inside corner to righties. That will allow the slider to work off extremely well after that. Uh, after Jack Flaherty, for, for Wednesday, Wednesday's evening start, again, another 7-10 first pitch. It's going to be uh, Adam Wainwright versus Eric Lauer. Wainwright, again, two tough luck losses against the Brewers in the first two times out. And then on Thursday in the afternoon game, getaway day for St. Louis, uh, Dakota Hudson gets the ball against Jason Alexander. So, Again, I cannot, to kind of wrap up the segment, I, there's no over-importance about this series because of you're starting to get closer to the All-Star break, you're past Memorial Day, that's kind of one of, you know, that's usually the quarter of the way mark, that's usually a pretty good uh, mile marker, if you will. So this is who you've got for the playoff picture. It's a division opponent in the Brewers, and it's the only division opponent that poses a threat to win the division. You need to take advantage of every division game. But as I mentioned to start this segment, I'll say the same thing to wrap it up. You need to take advantage of those games that you are playing against the teams that you are chasing just above or in a dead heat with. And that is the Brewers right now. Take advantage of this game. If you walk away from here with a, with a split, that needs to be worst case scenario. You're on the road. You've got Burns in game one. A series win is going to be difficult. There's no question about that. So a series split is still, in my opinion, even with a 3 out of 1 being unlikely, still a 2-2 a two and two needs to be worst-case scenario. The Cardinals took advantage of the schedule last week. They were not able to over the weekend. Flush what happened this weekend. I'm not going to just yet because I'm going to talk about it for another 8 or 10 minutes or so. But flush what happened this weekend. Go and take care of business against the Milwaukee Brewers. You've got your 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 one A one B relievers rested. You got your ace on the mound in Michaelis, person who's pitched the best, arguably, for the St. Louis Cardinals this season from the starting rotation standpoint. Go out, make it happen, compete with the Brewers, and again, it's time for the Cardinals, as it is every time they play a playoff team, to show that they can compete with the best. They're a sub five hundred team right now against teams with an above five hundred record. Change that this weekend. You're three games under, so you're going to have to sweep to change that. But go out and beat the Brewers. And I mentioned I wasn't going to flush this weekend just yet because I want to talk about this weekend and what happened in Boston coming up here in just a quick moment. But first, a word about betonline.net. That is today's title sponsor. It is your number one source for all of your betting needs and your sports info. You can find all of the latest developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering needs, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net. It's the fastest. It's the easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including, I haven't listed these yet, MMA, boxing, and golf. They've got all the sports you could possibly want. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Despite the losing two out of three, you did see some positives in this weekend against the Boston Red Sox. You did. 
you saw twice in the, in the two losses that were tough luck losses that little things go one way, you, you talk about it differently. The offense show resiliency. The offense make the opposing closer work and Tanner Houck. And the ability, as I used this phrase earlier, they were able to come back in games that they were nowhere close in. Or at least that they were out of. Down 6-1 to one in both games in that ninth inning. And you were able to come back. That, to me, is a sign of a great offense. Win, lose, or draw. Can't draw in baseball, but win or lose, to be able to make the pitcher work and make things happen, that's huge. Obviously, it ends in disappointment both times, right? With Goldsmith striking out looking to end the night on Friday and Brendan Donovan striking out swinging to end the game on Sunday. So, obviously, obviously, the end result is not what you wanted, and you have negatives. The big ones that I'm talking about are the bullpen. I talked about that in segment number one. But the resiliency of this offense was solid. Another little little, little 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 nugget, Nolan Arenado. A couple of home runs, had a couple RBIs. In addition, on Saturday in the 11-2 route of the Red Sox, maybe Nolan's getting going. And how huge would that be for Nolan Arenado to get hot? That, that would make this lineup incredibly deadly. Another name that's getting hot a little bit, Dylan Carlson. He had some success over the weekend. You have a couple of different names here for the Cardinals in those two. Bader had a hit as well uh, on Sunday. This will be a great time for some of these offensive players to get going. Uh, but just kind of going back through, through the games and, you know, just watching him. And it was one of those series that just felt something wasn't right. And it was the bullpen you know, by the end of the weekend. We realized that. But on Friday night with Wainwright and Waka, I know the Cardinals lost that game. And I know Waka pitched pretty well. But wow, is that fun to watch. Obviously, you would have liked to see Wainwright pitch a little bit better. It gets tagged with four earned runs and six and a third. But Waka, five and a third, six hits, an earned run. Walked a batter, struck out five. Gave up that first inning home run to, uh, to Arenado. But wow, to see Waka have success. Again, I talked about this on, on Friday's episode. Waka is somebody that, that I always cheered for. I always rooted for. I always wanted him to do well. I mean, he, he's a postseason Cardinal hero. Postseason, I, maybe legend is a little harsh because you only did it for one postseason and didn't win the World Series that year. But he is still somebody that I have cheered for in the past, cheer for currently. Obviously, it sucked that it was against the Cardinals, but it was nice to see Waka have some success, uh, which we haven't seen. At least I haven't seen Waka find success in some time. You know, I talked about this on Friday. He had a couple of good years with St. Louis, but arguably, you know, he just didn't have a lot. Didn't have a lot left with, with the Cardinals um, after that that first those first couple of years. There was a lot to like on Saturday's game. There was a ton to like. You know, Cardinals went at eleven to two. You, you see Goldschmidt with a couple hits, Arnado a couple hits. I mentioned the home run already as well. Gorman a mammoth blast to deep center field. O'Neill a mammoth blast to deep center field. Also hope Tyler O'Neill is okay with his strained ham or with his hamstring injury. Uh, hopefully he's back and ready to go on Monday, but obviously I would not rush him. You had two Cardinals have three hit days on on Saturday. You had Bader have three hits, and you had O'Neill get three hits. You also had uh, two hit nights from Goldschmidt Arenado and the 14-hit barrage. And on the mound, you saw Dakota Hudson walk five, struggle again, but he got through five innings. He still gives you a little bit of hope. Maybe it's fool's hope, maybe it's fool's gold. But he's given you a little bit of hope every time that that ERA is still pretty solid at 3-3-1. And how about Zach Thompson? Talked about this a little bit in the second one. He has been really good out of the bullpen. 
three shutout innings with four strikeouts on Saturday night against the Boston Red Sox. And I know that that start was less than desirable. But in his three games this year, it's the times out of the bullpen that he's impressed the most. Four innings, one earned runs, a walk, and three strikeouts against the Cubs on the 3rd of June. Ten days later, you had the start against Pittsburgh. Five innings, five earned, seven hits, a couple walks. And then Boston last night, three shutout innings out of the bullpen. I will take him out of the bullpen over TJ McFarland easily. And again, TJ McFarland had a ton of success last year. And you can argue um, over the weekend that there are a couple of bounding ground balls that just found their way through. But you can also argue that his numbers are bad <laughs> and that it's time for a change. Same thing with Drew Verhagen, but again, Zach Thompson was absolutely dynamite on Saturday night. And then Sunday, despite the offense going cold against Nick Pavetta, he, he was really good. I mean, he was, you know, I, I mentioned that he's kind of one of those guys for the Red Sox that can be good, but he was good and was really good on uh, on Sunday afternoon, striking out 10 Cardinals in seven innings. And then Schreiber comes in, strikes out three in an inning. And the Cardinals able to put together a little bit of a run there in that ninth inning, but for the Cardinals' pitching standpoint, Andre Pallante continues to impress and show why he gets starts. Unable to get through six innings, but five and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, both of those were earned. Walked a batter, struck out four, gave up the one home run. But his ERA has dropped to, or is at now, 1.69 and 42 and two-thirds of an inning. And again, when Matt comes back, and you would have, if you would have put him in the bullpen, or put him in the rotation, that's fine. You, you're going to need to move one, obviously, that will likely be Pallante, barring any other injury. Again, Palante still needs to be on this team. He is too good to be at the minor league level, and the bullpen needs too much help for Palante to go down. So despite losing two out of three, you saw good things this weekend from the St. Louis Cardinals. Brazilian offense, Palante impressed. You, you saw some good things. With, with the offense, you had Arnado start to get hot. O'Neill, even though he might be hurt. Gorman hit another home run. Bader, good performances. Good things are happening for this team despite them losing two out of three. And that, to me, is a sign that, uh, that the world isn't ending. <laughs> the team is not, you know, all this, you know, it, baseball, you can go so whopper-jawed one way or the other after a series, after a game, because the season is so long. And I try not to do that. So overall, I'm still pretty pretty high on this team. I think this team can do well. They need bullpen reinforcement. So that's why I started the show with the bullpen. This bullpen right now needs help. and need, There's something needs to be different about it. So this this week's series against the Brewers is just that more important because of the way the division standings are all right now, and the Cardinals are going to need to step up and, and show out against the Brewers this weekend, and then another divisional p- opponent against the Cubs this weekend. So plenty of NL Central foes uh, between the Cardinals and their opponents this week. So appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, be sure to tune back in tomorrow. Talk about Miles Michaelis' start. Talk about Corbin Burry's start. I also want to talk a little bit more about the catching position tomorrow as Molina got hurt. Kisner and Herrera have not stepped up so far in the three in, in the three games against Boston. We'll see if they're able to do that tomorrow and what the future of the catching position looks like for the St. Louis Cardinals. So thank you for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on your pat- platform or your YouTube, your preference of choice, and follow along for the rest of this season. Come back tomorrow to talk about yesterday's game or today's game as well as uh, the catching position for the St. Louis Cardinals. And until then... Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.